The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and today. The year is 1988. Episode 2 On the Radio. This episode covers the month of February. Rockline and evening with George Harrison. Our next phone call is from Atlanta, Georgia. As we talk to John, a listener of 96 Rock. Hi there. How you doing, Bob? Real fine. Oh, that's good to hear. George, peace to you, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, George, I, I wanted to ask you a question, but before I do, I'd like to tell you that. Uh, Red and B was the first song I was ever really cognizant of as a youngster in 69 or whatever. And uh, I really did something for me then. I Sorry, which song did you say? It was uh, Let It Be. Oh, I see. Was so it? you must be quite young now. I'm only 26. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember that, and it, it struck a chord to me, and now I'm, I'm playing and everything, and I really love it. If nothing else, I love the guitar. Good, good. Well done. But, uh, George, what I was asking, other material that you were thinking about uh, coming up with, or maybe you had some on the drawing board now for another album, perhaps, in the near future. Yeah, well, I've still got, you know, some tunes. Some of them are, have potential. Some of them need chucking away. Some of them need rewriting. Um, and some of them should just be left as demos, really, you know, because they're good as demos, but if I made them into a record, nobody would want them. You'd, you know, probably sell more of them if they were just bootlegs. But what I'd really like to do next is, um, you know, not particularly my own album, is to do an album with me and some of my mates. And uh, that way, you know, we could do something which would be different and would be a one-off thing, but I, I would only do it if we made it good. I wouldn't just do it like as some sort of daft thing. I'd like to do Old Rocking Chair, you know, sing a song like Old Rocking Chair with Eric Clapton. Old Rockin' Jim got me good Old Rockin' Jim got me funny Came by my side And you came by your side Fetch me some water, son You know you don't drink water, brother But then you're My eyes already tan Can't get from this What's the heaven choking for that? Ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Just sitting there grabbing. Oh, grabbing. At the blood round my rocking chair. Rocking chair. And, you know, a few tunes, you know, 
maybe the Traveling Wilburys. You know, this is this new group I got. It's called the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to do an album with them. And then later, you know, we can all do our own albums again. You a fan of uh, Hoagie Carmichael? And Cole yeah, Porter I like... And some of the, uh, oh, I don't know about Cole Porter. I, I, I'm sure I like a lot of his tunes, but I'm not that familiar with who wrote what. But mm -hmm. Hoagie, I am. Yeah, mm -hmm. Hoagie Carmichael, I did a couple of his tunes. Oh, rocket chair, he gets it, he gets it. Judgment Day is here Chained to my old rocking chair Yeah. Scout me, Louis. That's what made me think of that. John, thanks for the call. That's a good call. We appreciate creeping up on me. Chain to my own rocking chair. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we're going to talk now with Joe in Cincinnati, a listener of WEBN. And we welcome Joe to the rock line. Hi. Hello, George. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. It's an honor to talk to you. I've been a fan since I was eight years old. I like you, too. Thank you. A uh, couple questions for you. You mentioned earlier you have quite a few tapes locked away. Uh, I've always wondered if you kept any of your old guitars, costumes, what have you, from the Beatle days. Uh, is that... The yeah, that's true. I uh, I do. I've got a couple of them old suits, you know, those things, uh, those Pierre Cardin suits. I got the guitar that I used to have, that's the one actually on Cloud Nine cover, that old Gretsch, which... Um, I gave away at one point in time, I got it back, and I, it was my first guitar bought for sort of $200 or something off a sailor in Liverpool. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> sailor. And then I got the, you know, my, my Fender that I played uh, Nowhere Man on, which turned psychedelic in the 67, and now is my actual slide guitar. I use that for slide. Um, yeah, I got all kinds of bits and pieces, you know, like that, yeah, I got suits, I got some old beetle boots that are too tight. In fact, in the new video, I got my old Sergeant Pepper suit on, but I'm busting out of that all over. That's why you only see it for like three frames of the movie. <laughs> Funny how that happens as time goes by. <laughs> yeah, Slim Jim's got a pair of beetle boots, you know. Joe, good Jim. call. Hi, Jim, you listening, Jim? Are you Jim, 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 Jim? Like Joe, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you like to listen to any of your old beetle recordings? Yeah, I do, yeah. You know, I I don't sit around home playing them much, but occasionally when I'm trying to listen to my latest single on the radio, I keep hearing Paul McCartney singing Michelle. <laughs> Joe, we appreciate your call. We're going to move on now and let Jim have his turn to talk with George Harrison. Jim is located in Chicago. The Loop FM 98 is our station there, and we welcome him to the rock line. Hi, Jim. Hi, George. How you doing? Fine, Jim. How are you? That's good. I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, good. Well, we're all fine. We're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Okay, we're fine. <laughs> First of all, I want to say congratulations <laughs> on your well-deserved success with Cloud9. Thank you. And uh, my question goes all the way back to the Bangladesh concert days. I wanted to know uh, how it all came about and what it was like to organize that whole event. Yeah, well, it came about because there was all these uh, people with machine guns and stuff killing all these Bengalis and... Uh, a friend of mine called Ravi Shankar, who happens to be a Bengali, felt a bit pissed off at it. And he 
was going to do a concert and he asked me and Peter Sellers, who, uh, the actor Peter Sellers is not with us at this moment, but if you're listening, Peter, we love you. Anyway, Peter and, and Ravi Shankar and myself were all good buddies and so Ravi thought maybe he could do a show to raise $25,000 if me and Peter came on and announced him or did something. And, you know, I just got involved with it and I, from my Beatle training, which was mainly like John Lennon's kind of attitude, which is, you know, if you're going to do it, let's just do it, you know, let's get Bob Dylan and everybody and just, you know, make more than $25,000. And so that's what happened. It all came together rather quickly, didn't it? Yeah, again, it was, uh, I think, around about May or June of that year, and we did the show on August the 1st. My goodness, that's really quick in, in terms of what we're talking about. From the concert for Bangladesh, this is Beware of Darkness on Rockline. Watch out now, take a beware
Tommy Tatsu for Bangladesh. Beware of darkness on Rockline. Our special two-hour edition with George Harrison continues as we talk with Laura from Edmonton. She's listening to K97, and we welcome her to the Rockline. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi, Hi Laura. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. You? Yeah, I'm not so bad now. I've sort of calmed down a little. <laughs> um, this isn't my question, but you sound like you're itching to play your guitar. Would you play us a little tune? Or? Well, I just happen to have a tune here that goes like this. <clears throat> Can you hear it? Huh? Can you hear it? You're, are you listening to the radio? Yeah, I can hear it. Ah, okay, it goes like this. See, it doesn't really go like that, but I promised the guy who lent me the guitar that, it, you know, I'd play it so that I could keep the guitar later. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes something like this. You must realize when we're sort of, um, you know, not exactly in tune with ourselves, let alone the guitars, you know. <laughs> Where's all that echo coming from? Are you getting echo on the radio? <laughs> Are you listening to the radio? If, if you've got echo on there, then we've got a problem. Do you want is, the echo is, going? It's just in my headphones. Um, they, they mixed a little echo. You want the echo going? Hey, Jeff. Just send reverb, Jeff in yeah. the control room. We don't like reverb. <laughs> okay, it's gone. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say, it's all right. Around there somewhere, okay. What'll you give me? Say the bells are ringing. Is the home for the future? diamond sky with one hand waving free silhouetted by the sea still on the circus and you write too many words but oh no I, we will tomorrow tomorrow we'll get it right here comes the sun here comes the sun Say, it's all right It's all right It's all right Okay, it's all right It's all right All right Nice, what a treat that was Thank you Thank It's a bit out of tune, folks I'm sorry, but that's the way it is You know, take me as I am Or let me go <laughs> Nice work, gentlemen, and assist from Jeff Lynn over there with another guitar. And, Laura, thank you for asking him to do that. I appreciate that. Uh, what, what question did you have tonight, Laura? Okay. 
Um, George, you've been through so much in your lifetime. When you look at yourself, what do you see? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. I see too many things. See an old pirate. See somebody who's quite nice. And I see, uh, you know, I, I, you know, don't ask me. See a lot of things, many things, many times around. Laura, thank you. That's a great call. We appreciate it. Let's talk with Mark, see what he has uh, happening tonight. He's in Lincoln, Nebraska. Q102 is our station. Mark, you're on with George. Hey, I'm glad to hear you're back. I like, uh, like the album quite a bit, and... I'd like Quite a bit. They'll get off the line, man. If you don't love it, just get off the line. <laughs> well, I... Uh, what can I say? Well, that's all right, Mama. That's all right with you. That's all right, Mama. In the way you do, well, that's all right. That's all right. So what's the question then? Well, I want to know about <laughs> Devil's Radio. Devil's Radio. Well, that's what it is. This is the Devil's Radio. We're on it right <laughs> this, now. This okay, it. gossip, gossip, gossip. What do you want to know? Oh, yes, everything well. Everything to do with... Everything. I, I'm, I'm really uh, listening to a lot of uh, talk radio shows, and I wondered if you might have got an inspiration from uh, listening to talk radio, or if maybe you thought that it was uh, just the garbage the media throws out at you. Sure, it's all of those things, isn't it? We do it ourselves. I do it myself, you know. I say to you, you know, hey, you never believe it, but you know what I saw Paul doing the other night? And I say things like that, you know, and we all gossip about each other, and the newspapers are the worst, and radio, you know, even when it isn't bad, it's not quite good enough. And as far as American television goes, as an English person, I can't believe you put up with it. You know, you should just get the lot of them kicked out of there and let's have some sense talked in our lives. What a waste of time and energy. All this madness being sent by satellites all over the world and people just talking about hobbly this, hobbly that, hobbly you, hobbly me, hobbly the tree. And, uh, you know, we just want to... It's just, you know, that's why this is nice because they can't get me off now and I can say <laughs> things which... You know, other people may not, you know, you know what I mean? You're not allowed to say things like that, but it's true. You know, our society is filled with electricity buzzing around the place, you know, with all our computers and satellites and radios and just everything. And we're all gossiping about each other. Not all of us. I know there's a lot of great people out there who are, you know, cool and groovy. But basically, that's the inspiration of that song. It's just like everywhere you look, man, it's just all that. You know, the bad jazz that a cat blows wails long after he's cut out. William Shakespeare said that. <laughs> Hipsters, flipsters, and finger-popping daddies, knock me your lobes. We come to bury Caesar not to hip you to him. <laughs> the bad jazz, we had that line. To swing or not to swing. That is the hang-up. Lord Buckley, 1958. Just swoop. 
is Devil's Radio, Mark, and thanks for your call. Let's talk with Todd in Colorado Springs, listening to Kilo 94. Hi, Todd. Hey, George, how you doing? I know you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, I'm all right myself, and um, I'm a very big fan of your guitar playing and the guitars that you own, so here's my question. Um, you've always used different guitars to help you express your ideas through your songs, and lately you've been resorting back to your Gretches on, with Carl Perkins and uh, the duo jet. Yeah, actually, this guitar I got in my hand is a great old Gretsch. The uh, first time I saw it tonight was these, you know, this TV, this radio show is trying to con me into doing something I didn't really want to do. But <laughs> as I'm here, it's a real great guitar, and I'm going to get it off them before I leave the night. But it's an old Gretsch. It's sort of, uh, you know, weather battered and that, but it's really nice. And uh, guitars for me was a savior really i mean it was something for me to get onto after i got off my mother's nipple basically it's like that idea it's something you know i was so nervous to talk on this show but just to hold a guitar even you know with the limited bit i know about it it helps you know it just helps and this happens to be a good guitar it's an old gretch and 
Thank you very much. You look good with it, too, by the way, and it sure sounds good. Let's face it, this guitar is me. <laughs> I have a feeling it's now yours, too, George. <laughs> Todd, thanks for the call. We're going to play another song off of Cloud Nine right now. Without a doubt, this is my favorite from the album. This is called That's What It Takes.
That's what it takes from Cloud Nine by George Harrison. George and Jeff are working on an Everly Brothers tune in the background here. Sorry, and, uh, yeah, we oh, are that's no, 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 let me interrupt. Uh, long distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee. Here's Paul listening to 103 FM from Memphis. And Paul, you're on the rock line. Thank you, Bob. How are you doing, George? I'm doing fine, Bob. How are you doing? It was Bob, was it's it? It's Paul. Paul. Sorry, Paul. Well, Paul, Bob, you know, the same okay. Um I was uh, interested in, in asking you if, if you, by any chance, snuck to Memphis a year ago when Ringo was in town. No, I never. Sorry. It wasn't uh, It's just a rumor. So there you go, Paul. Thanks for your question. We'll move on now to Rich in Atlanta listening to 96 Rock. And Rich, you're on with George. George, how you doing? Hi, Rich. Got a couple of questions. I want to know, um, other than your new album, none of your other albums are available domestically on CD. And I wanted to know uh, when we're going to be seeing those on CD and if there's any problems on that. Uh, <clears throat> the only problems are that, um, I don't know, there's no problems really. It's just that I have to make myself very popular and then the record companies will want to put them out and sell some. <laughs> This record will go a long way toward establishing that, Cloud9. Rich, do you have another question tonight? Yeah, I want to know how much uh, input you had on the uh, artwork and the design of your new album cover. I just went up there and put makeup on my face and did what they told me. I picked out a picture that I liked out of the session, and it had clouds on it, and we had a song called Cloud9, and that's what it was. And that's it, that's simple. And it, Rich it really was going to be called... Uh, can can but we postponed <laughs> that for the later album <laughs> thanks rich thanks for your questions tonight we're going to talk with courtney now in des moines iowa z93 is our station there and courtney you're on the rock line hi george hi courtney how you doing i just want to tell you i've got a daughter named tiffany and she's a year and a half old and she loves your music and your videos and when i get home from work one of the first things she says is george 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 she wants to Weren't you just on earlier? Saying yeah, it sounds thing. like a deja vu. Yeah. It is. I've been here before. Well, it, all I can say is what I said before. Very nice. It's very nice to know babies like me, too. They used to only like Ringo. Well, I got her working on Ringo and Paul, and she can almost take everybody out. The question I had was, uh, what influence were the Ruttles on your... Uh, the Ruttles were so important to my career. Yeah. Everything I ever knew or wrote was in the Ruttles. You know, really, the Ruttles, you know, the Ruttles sort of liberated me from the Beatles, in a way. And it was the only thing I ever saw of those Beatles sort of television things they made that was actually the best, funniest, the most scathing, but at the same time, the most done with the most love. But the sad thing about it was the songs that were so nice, such great parodies written by Neil Innes, also got ripped off by Sir Lou Greed, who later sold it to Michael Jackson, so, because uh, he couldn't afford to sue him back. But those, you know, so that's the sad bit about the Ruttles, but they're brilliant.
are coming to Flushing. <laughs> Anything the Monty Python people are involved in, I've, I've usually appreciated. Courtney, thanks for the call. We'll take a time out and return with our special two-hour version of Rockline with George Harrison in just one moment. Again, the number to call, toll-free, 1-800-344-ROCK. We're going to throw it to George and Jeff and see if they'll play something for us again here. You're working on an Everly Brothers song. You feel like playing that? He's going to think about it first. Let's have a question first. Anybody on the line? Um, actually, we were kind of set up for you to play uh, right now. Of course, so. you see. Yeah. Course, these no, we're people, not, they're all not ready for the question. Okay, well, let's do this one. Okay. Well, well we'll just do it. a bit of it, but you better get your phone calls coming. We'll be ready. I bless the day I found you. I wanna stay around you And so I beg you Let it be me Don't take this heaven from one If you must cling to someone Let it be me Each time we need love I find complete love And without your sweet love What would life be? So never leave me lonely And tell me that you love me only And that you'll always Let it be me And that you'll always Yes, indeed. Don and Phil would be proud. Jeff's first time to sing that song and play that song ever. Yeah, <laughs> nice work there, Jeff. <laughs> We're going to talk to Jim in Miami now, listening to 97 GTR. Jim, you're on with George. Uh, hi, uh, George Harrison. I presume? I presume, yes. <laughs> hi, Jim, Miami. Uh, pardon? Hello in Miami. Yes, yes, hi. That was a, that was a great number. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff Lynn has done, done a lot to um, bring back your commercial success with, uh, with the obvious production of uh, Cloud9. Yeah, I'm not doing so bad plugging him either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on, on your album, somewhere in England, um, the song Bread, Bread from a Clone, which I, I love. Yeah, good. I like good. Well done. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good song. But that, that also uh, um, that, uh, describes some sort of like... They say they like it, but... No. <laughs> I forgot what cue is in. They say they like it, but now in the market it may not go well because it's too laid back. It's all about how, you know, when every time in somebody's career you take your album in the record company and they say, oh, it's very nice, very um, artistic, but piss off and go and <laughs> do it better. And that's about that kind of thing. Nothing like Frank's ever Nothing way 
Anything else, Jim? Well, yeah. Well, I was wondering if, if you thought that, that any like new bands could come along to um, start any sort of music revolution that the Beatles could I wish they would, you know, take the pressure off us. You know, but all you get is all that stuff that's on there, you know, all that same old clatter, bang, wallop, you know. I'd rather hear the waters and all that myself, really. I've got a record here. I did a deal with the guy running this radio show and he's waving at me now saying no 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 he promised me hours ago all i wanted to do is play you listeners 20 seconds of this thing which is like angels singing at you just to give you another point of view on what's available in life and the guy's going back on his word he can't he's got no cd player he's not a yuppie no he's gonna play he'll play he better bad play it i'll kill him anyway you know that kind of stuff okay <laughs> jim thanks for the call let's let mitch have his turn mitch is in chicago listening to the loop fm 98 and mitch you're on the rock line how you doing george yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, got a question. Um, what did you think about the uh, Beatles CDs coming out? Were you pleased with them? Yeah, very happy. Makes lots more money. <laughs> Were you pleased with the quality and the way they sounded after they sound been mastered? They sound really in? like they sound, you know, if you want to go back to 1963 and put it on the CD, then you're going to get the same quality. It doesn't really matter. The format's nice. It's, it's coming, you know, everybody's got them, and I like it. But yeah. the quality of our records sound better and better as the quality improved as we were making them. You know, like yeah. Rubber Soul sounded better than Help and, you know, Sergeant Pepper sounded a bit better and Abbey Road was, we were still only on eight-track machine on Abbey Road and that was the last thing we ever did, you know. Amazing. So, 
you know, but it's better to have them on there and you all should go out and buy them and Baskers should give us all our royalties for them and we'll all love each other and be happy. <laughs> and live happily ever after. Mitch, thanks for the call. Let's talk with Evelyn in Los Angeles. Evelyn is listening to 95.5 KLOS. Evelyn, you're on with George. Hello. Hi, Evelyn. Nice to hear you. Nice to hear you, George. I want you to know that my husband, Mo, and I think you're absolutely wonderful. I like you, too. <laughs> Thank you, as well as our whole family. Right, so what's the question then, Evelyn? Well, the question is that Something in the Way She Moves is my very favorite love song of all time, and I want to know what inspired you. It uh, actually was during the uh, making of the, what they now call the Beatle White album, and uh, as there were so many tracks on that album, and by the time uh, you know we were trying to finish off, you know we were all overdubbing different bits in different studios, and Paul was doing it in the road, <laughs> and I was in number one studio just taking a break, and I played the piano. I've only got three fingers when I play the piano, and I couldn't believe these chord patterns coming out that somebody else had missed it because not playing the piano I don't really know what you're supposed to do and it just came out like that but in my head I could hear Ray Charles singing it which he eventually did but there's uh, like a lot of versions of that it made me quite happy to hear I gave it to Joe Cocker as well and he did it later but by that time the Beatle version came out something in the way you move Evelyn Tracks me like no other lover Something in the way Jeff Lynne doesn't know the chords She woos me I don't want to leave her now It's a bit like a nightclub song That's why Frank Sinatra liked it Elton liked that bit because he made song for Guy <laughs> You're asking me Will my love grow? George, Stick around, Jackie will show. Anyway, thank you, Evelyn. God bless you and save us all. Thanks for being on tonight, Evelyn. We're back in just one moment with George Harrison. And welcome back to our special two-hour edition of Rockline with George Harrison and Bob Coburn. George brought something with him, a piece of music that uh, I'll throw out to you, George. What's the story here? Well, uh, you know, occasionally when you get bored watching MTV and you <laughs> want to hear something of any value and uh, then, I, you know, you're not hearing this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, somewhere in the 60s, the late 60s, I had this record and then I moved house and I lost it and then it came back to me. Somebody gave me another copy and now it's out on CD. But this is the kind of music that never reaches a lot of people because nobody will ever play it. But... At the same time, I think we'd be a much better world if everybody was forced to listen to it. So we just play a little bit of this thing, and it may also make listeners understand me a little bit more. Do you want to tell us exactly what it is before? Or well, let's just play just a bit, play and then we'll talk about it. That's fine. It.
cheap Japanese sort of um, CD players that make it skip. <laughs> anyway, you know, you get the idea that it's, yeah, it's, I don't really know that much about it other than that it sounds to me like somebody's trying to tell us something. It like, sounds like a heavenly choir, you know. It does. It's angelic. Anyway, go out and buy it, and Bob Krasnow will get your copy, and I'll get 10% of all the royalties, and we'll all live <laughs> happily ever after. <laughs> no, seriously, it's a Bulgarian choir. I don't know when it was recorded, a long time ago, at least in the 60s, because that's when I first heard it. And it's uh, good stuff, you know. It certainly beats uh, Billy Idol. Let's take another call. We'll talk with Perry in Orlando, Florida, listening to WDIZ. Perry, you're on with George. Perry, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Hi, Perry. Magic moments. Yeah, congratulations on your new album. I really enjoy it. What about all my old ones? <laughs> I love them all, too. Can't wait to hear something new come from you. Okay, good. How are you doing? What's the question? Yes, I have two. What other instruments uh, do you play, or what other instruments would you like to learn? I like to learn acupuncture, actually. Those needles, I'd like everybody to learn acupuncture and massage so we can all massage each other and stick needles in each other and get rid of some of the stress that we are put through in this life. Uh, as far as musical instruments are concerned, I play a little bit of sitar. I play three-finger piano, enough to write songs like something, but nothing worth matching against great piano players like uh, Bert Whedon and stuff like that anyway uh, I don't really play much you know even the guitar which I suppose is my first instrument I don't really touch the thing you know I don't have time I'm so busy talking on the radio and stuff you know do you have another question Perry I do and I was wondering in your off time do you have any hobbies that you like to do such as any sports soccer or uh, or actually I've, I was a real sort of lout in my youth when I was a kid I liked to run about and jump and do all those things kids do but then they took me away and put me in college or high school where we didn't do anything except Latin and logarithm <laughs> that stuff yeah and uh, so um, at the moment the best thing I can do as far as sports concerned is I learned a bit of cricket when I was a kid and I just got back into that this time it's sort of like the sane version of baseball and uh, you know you just sort of hit a ball somebody throws it at you and I like to try and walk around a bit you know like the Ministry of Funny Walks I do a bit of that to try and save having a heart attack <laughs> and uh, for my hobbies I go to Formula One motor racing a bit I have a lot of friends who either drive them or build them I've got a, a friend who designs racing cars. I like to go and... Because I know all the politics of it, you see, so I can see behind the scenes. It's sort of like going to a rock concert and being able to go in Eric Clapton's dressing room. Mm -hmm. It's like that. The other sport I like to watch, but I can't do it myself, is downhill skiing. All the rest, you know, like kicking balls and people with crash helmets on running around fields. You know, that stuff doesn't, you know, give me a thrill doesn't do much for you, huh? Thanks for the call, Perry. We appreciate it. Let's let Dell have his turn in Houston, Texas. 101 KLOL is our affiliate. And Dell, you're on the rock line. Howdy, George. Hi, Dell. Um, well, actually, this is Chad, and I'm from... You're Chad, Chattanooga. Where are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I said, where are you? Oh, I'm in Denver, Colorado. In Denver, yeah, Colorado. All right, good. How's the Red Rock Stadium doing? You still need oxygen? I, I went up there tonight. It's... <laughs> Pretty cold up there. Yeah, it is. What's your question, please? Um, 
I was wondering if you would ever consider maybe recording in one of your future albums the Beatles remake. Why? You know, what would be the point of doing that? What would be the point? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe you would bring back old and good memories, you know, maybe you can, uh... Next question. <laughs> Those memories are already there. Next question is from John in Greenville, South Carolina, a listener of Rock 101.1. Hi, John. Hi, George. How are you? Hi, John. I'm fine. I love the album, and I think it's great. Thank you. Um, I'd like to ask you, is there anyone that you would like to work with in the future, or anyone from the past you would like to work with or sing around? I'd like to work with Adolf Hitler, you know, sort of straighten him out a bit. He could use some work, couldn't he? He could. <laughs> Acupuncture and massage, that's what he needs. <laughs> Mellow down, Adolf. Yeah, get, get off the cocaine, Adolf. <laughs> John, thanks for the call. We appreciate the call. Oh, my goodness. Something, I, I've kind of let everybody have their shot here tonight and everything, and I've tried to be quiet because they want to hear you, and I wanted to let everybody ask their questions. Something, I don't know if I could answer this myself, but something I, I want to throw at you and see if you can answer. Why do you think music is Who so... Who won the FA Cup yeah. in 1947? <laughs> and the grand prize is. <laughs> Why, George, do you think music is so special? Not everyone appreciates it, but those who do seem... It really affects our lives, and we think it's really special. Do you have well, any idea well, why the that's the case? The music that we do think is special, because certainly all music isn't special. Maybe it, maybe it is to somebody, but... Not all music is all special to everybody. Mm -hmm. So we find which music is special to ourselves. And uh, if you want to get really deep into it, like the reason I played that Bulgarian record is the same thing that why I like classical Indian music or Big Bill Brunzi or whoever, you know, is basically it's entertainment. It can make you dance. It can lighten your life up make you happy or sad it can put you through all the different emotions but basically all the sound comes from the original sound source which is everything is a vibration and sound comes from the basic sound source which if you're a catholic you call it amen and if you're a muslim you call it amin and if you're a buddhist you call it whom if you're a hindu you call it om and its ohm is the basic sound vibration of God and all other sounds emanate out of that. And in Sanskrit they say Nada Brahma, which means the sound is God. And that's, I think, whether we know it or not, the sound vibration has a way of bypassing our intellect. We're all so clever and we're all so smart. We all can work out why everything is what it is. But occasionally we need some kind of sounds that bypass all that and just touch you in the heart and make you want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a moment and thank you both for being here. Jeff Lynn, thanks for coming along. Oh, was I here? Yeah, you. Yes, you were, you were here as well, yeah. And George, obviously, to you. It's been oh, no, a very I special wasn't evening. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Congratulations on the success of Cloud Nine. Well deserved. One of your best ever. Well, how about the next one? I mean, it isn't really to do with this. I mean, this is good. It's nice to plug us into all these people calling and that. But I did stuff before this, and I hope to do stuff later. If it's not that commercial, it doesn't mean to say I'm not any good. You know, it's like Bob Dylan's got all these albums out there. Nobody ever buys them. So go out and buy them because he's better than a lot of you. Okay. 
Thanks for listening and for calling to everybody. We'd love to hear your response. Our address is P.O. Box 4383, Hollywood, California, 90078. Thanks to Warner Brothers for providing the Cloud 9 CDs. And thanks for George and Jeff for being here. Go ahead and play to your heart's content on BC and I'll be seeing my confession. In the hour of my deepest need. When the pool of tears beneath my feet flood every newborn seed. There's a dying voice within me. It's reaching out somewhere, toiling in the danger and in the morals of despair. Don't have the inclination to look back on any mistake like Cain I now behold this chain of events that I must break in the fury of the moment I see the master's hand in every leaf that trembles and in every grain of sand. Good night, everybody. Uh, howdy doody time. <laughs> oh, the flowers of indulgence and the weeds of yesteryear. Like criminals, they have choked the breath of conscience and good cheer. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll meet you all again down the avenue. I do believe they passed the audition. A few days later, on February 12th, still in California, Harrison continues to promote his new album and singles. Today from Los Angeles, George engages in two overseas interviews via a satellite link-up. George appears first on the Australian television program Ray Martin at Midday where he answers questions about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Awards ceremony. Welcome to Midday, Australia. And here's your host, Ray Potter. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, welcome. Thank you very much indeed. Live interview I think he's ever given on Australian television, Mr. George Harrison. George, we thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Can you remember the last time that you were top of the charts as you are at the moment in Australia? No, I haven't got a clue. Probably 1968 or 9 or maybe 70 something. I don't know. Well, we, we went checking. You tell me. All right. We went checking. All those years was number nine in Australia back in 1981. But My Sweet Lord was the last number one hit that you had in Australia. That was back in, I hate to say it, but back in 1970. Oh, yeah. I remember it well. <laughs> Do you feel that old? That's 18 years ago. Yeah, no, I don't feel old at all, actually. I'm getting younger by the minute. We had the, uh, the Hall of Fame, the reunion of you and Ringo there, and, uh, and Paul McCarthy didn't turn up for that one, and he, was, he sent a telegram saying that he thought it was a fake reunion and he'd feel like a hypocrite going. Well, unfortunately, you know, Paul is a hypocrite sometimes when, uh, you know, because right before we had that uh, Hall of Fame thing, 
we were, you know, I, we'd not been friends for a number of years and we spent a long time really getting to know each other again. And it was so sad, really, that Paul should use an old business kind of thing and superimpose it on that situation of the Hall of Fame. And it's sad, really, that he's like that. But it is uh, really sad because we spent a long time this last year and the early part of, um, well, just the end of the year, right before I came away from London. Uh, we had lots of dinners and meetings, and we were all really on a great course, which we still are on a business sense, of solving every problem we ever had, finally, after all these years. And it was just a shame that Paul should use, like, a, a sort of uh, political sort of situation. Because I think all he's done is miss a great night out, miss meeting little Richard and all the old guys and Dylan. And, and also, I think he put another nail in his own coffin as far as him as a person, because... You know, as Bob Dylan said at the Hall of Fame, love and peace is one thing, but we all have to have forgiveness too. You have a line in one of the songs on this, uh, this new album saying that uh, you say, I got out of the line of fire. No, that's nothing to do with, uh, you know, people getting assassinated. It meant, you know, like now, this is sort of the line of fire. Me sitting live on a satellite talking to Australia with you asking me about why Paul didn't show up. That's the kind of line of fire I was referring to. <laughs> well, you, critics have been very good about the album, and, uh, and what they keep saying, I've, I've read uh, a dozen or so reviews now, and they keep saying that you appear to be laid back, you appear to be relaxed, you appear to be comfortable, you appear to be in fine voice. Are you? I appear to be. <laughs> <laughs> and are you? Yeah, I feel good, you know, I feel fine. George, thank you for your time. It's good to have you back again. The album is uh, Cloud Nine, and uh, with George, George Harrison's latest, and uh, as we say, the, uh, there's a release of the what will be number one in Australia shortly, the, the new single. But uh, would you please thank George Harrison for us in this Thank you. Thanks, Nice to be on the show. Well, thank you, George, very much indeed. I didn't mean to pry with, uh, with questions about uh, Paul and so on, but uh, we do have such fond memories of uh, the four of you well, out that's here. that's okay. That's okay. Are we still on the air? We are, but so let's say nothing else. That's... <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't care. It's, you know, everything's cool. Well, good on you. As I said, good to have you back. So now, waiting in the wings, it's the weekend Wogan. George's second promotional interview is for the British television talk show Wogan with host Terry Wogan. George, welcome to the show for the first time. Oh, thank you, Terry. I'm sorry. Sorry I'm on a satellite, but uh, next time I'll be in the studio with you. Good. We look forward to seeing you. We can see the, the Hollywood sign in the hills behind you. We've just all seen the video. Was it fun to make that with Elton and Ringo? Uh, it was very nice, very nice. It's always nice to have your old pals there to help out. Yeah. And we, are you enjoying life in L.A.? What are you doing there at the moment? Well, quite busy, actually, doing a number of TV shows and stuff for the record company, and then I'll be back sometime next week. Good. It's very tough, I know, addressing... You're probably addressing a cameraman now. We can all see you, but you can't see all of us. Yeah. It's tough. 
Yeah. Now you were yeah, in. That's right. I, I, I have a little delay on my headpiece as yeah. well. Yes. Quite. Now you were in New York in the hall of for those Hall of Fame awards. Was that a good time? Did you right. enjoy that? Well, it was quite the stressful, uh, most stressful situation I've been in for 15 years. But once we got to the actual induction ceremony, it was really nice, you know, to see all those people like little Richard and all those old friends. It was very, very nice. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't miss it anyway. There were lots in the, in the papers about over here about Paul McCartney not being there, that he was expected to be there. That's right. Well, so I hear, yeah, Paul wasn't there, but nevertheless, we did have a nice evening. Yeah. Uh, the Beatles have been, as it were, Lennon and McCartney, and then George and Ringo bringing up the rear a bit, haven't they? Oh, they were that way. Yeah, sort of, yeah we, we were the economy class Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, so some people, some people thought so anyway. Yeah. Now, Paul, when we had Paul on this show, did you see him? He was on this show, and he invited, at the time, he invited you to get together, stuck his thumb in the air and said, OK, George, is there any chance you and he will get together, make a record? Possibly. I mean, at this time, I think Paul and I are the closest friends we've been for the last 12 years or so. And right up until Christmas, we were getting on quite well. We were meeting a lot, having dinner. And, uh, of course, it takes a little time to get to know each other again because we spend so much time apart. But I think everything's going very well. I mean, in spite of him not coming to the Hall of Fame, uh, I can understand his reasons. I think it was a bit silly, but... Nevertheless, I'm not going to let it interfere with my relationship with him. Yeah. Now, you've, you've been, as it were, very low-key for some years. You're back now in the limelight with hit records and all the rest. Do you enjoy that? It's quite good, yeah. At this time, you know, I'm more able to deal with it, and, uh, you know, I'm actually enjoying it. It's quite good. Yeah. Now, who do you enjoy listening to now? Do you enjoy listening to Madonna? Oh, yes, yeah, she's my, one of my favourites, yeah. I always listen to Madonna. <laughs> no, no, actually, I, I still like, uh, I like to listen to ethnic music and um, classical Indian music still, the old blues, the old rock and roll, yeah. and uh, records by, well, there's a nice record by the Bulgarian Ladies' Choir, which I think is sensational. Yes. We'll have to I like peaceful music. Yeah. We'll have to look that one out in the BBC Record Live, the Bulgarian music, Ladies' uh, yeah. Choir, yeah. I'll... I'll bring it with me next time. <laughs> do, yes, all right. We might even get them on the show if they're still around. You should do, actually. It's brilliant.
You have said you'll come on the show when you're back. We look forward to seeing you because it'd be nice to chat to you in the flesh, as it were. But it's a great pleasure to talk to you, even at this great distance. George Harrison. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Terry. And hi, Danny. Hi, Lee. Wow. On February 15th, Genesis Publications released the book, Songs by George Harrison. This limited edition publication of 2,500 copies features Harrison's song lyrics with illustrations by New Zealand artist Keith West. Each copy is handbound and signed by both Harrison and West. The book also comes with four unreleased tracks in your choice of both vinyl or CD format. Some people 
same day, George, Olivia, and Danny fly back to England from the States. On the road again on February 22nd, George flies out of London's Heathrow Airport en route to Amsterdam, Holland, where he records an appearance on the Veronica Dutch television music show, Countdown. George, it's a very broad question, but I ask it like this. What have you been doing after 1975? After 1975? Yes, the main things. The big well, things. Uh, 1975, I think... Uh, I made an album, I made about four or five albums, I made, uh, in 1978, made a film company, handmade films, made quite a lot of films, um, I built a couple of houses, planted a few gardens, lots of things, had a boy. Do you look back 
with a good feeling on that yeah, period? I do now, yeah. There was a time when I didn't, when it was hard to appreciate what, what happened because after we split up, things, you know, things got a bit difficult for a while and le left a lot of bad memories, you know. There's a lot of business problems and stuff. But now, a lot of times passed and uh, I'm quite happy with it. When I think about that period, I think of all the funny things that happened and all the good times. That's important. It is. Yeah. Paul McCartney visited us a few weeks ago, and uh, he was here to promote Once Upon a Long Ago. Do you like that song? It's okay. See? And he also mentioned the good old suggestion of playing together again, you both. Good idea. You mean me and Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we go a bit possibly, easier. possibly. It depends really upon. Uh, you know, I just like to hang out with people who are friendly, and I was sort of getting friendly with Paul a little bit, mm. but I haven't uh, really known him that well for the last ten years. Ooh. If it gets to the point where he's friendly and happy, then we could do that, do something. But. At this point in time, I'm more fun with Jeff Lynne and Eric Clapton and Ringo. Ringo, yeah. It's obvious that you've yeah, seen him. And Elton, him. you know, it's just, uh, we get on really good and uh, I don't like to get in a situation where I don't have fun. Paul sometimes is too, you know, you know, he thinks too much of his past. Does but he? there's a good chance, but I think we maybe, if we can write a tune together someday. Yeah. But maybe interesting. Are you, you are more interested in, well, doing things you like than that it's good for business or something? Yeah, I don't know if doing something with Paul is good for business. Well, well I mean, you know, people I will be interested to see what happened, but, you know, I'm more interested in what's happening rather than what may happen. Mm. But the whole world is waiting for this. I mean, nah, you must be confused. they're not waiting at all. There's about six people waiting. Are you serious? <laughs> serious. Oh, I think you're making a mistake here. <gasps> well, it depends. If we, you know, end up being good friends again, then, mm -hmm. you know, it will happen yeah. naturally. Yeah. But we can't force anything. Mm. Tomorrow, on Thursday, is your birthday. And now I received this little poem of a guy who watches Calm Down, and he asked me to read it to you. It's 20 years ago in your life when you was Feb and 25. Tomorrow, Feb 25 in 1988, you're 45 and uh, still great. I'm Happy not 45, birthday. I'm 45, I thought it was only 28. Oh, you have to face the truth, I'm yeah. afraid. Continuing in a moment. George and Ringo make Beatles history when they appear together on a television chat show. Ladies and gentlemen, George Harrison. My garden, you can stroll around it in 10 minutes if you're power walking. The one, the only, Ringo Starr. I hate gardening. And still to come, Paul and Cash. So won't you come back to Jamaica? You know it isn't so far. Look up in the sky where you left me that night. I'll be standing right under that star. And a new traveling band. Just made part of the tune up that morning. Um, we went to his house. Jeff and I sat in the garden, made up the, finished the tune off. I went in, uh, put it down. Next on Yesterday and Today.
information or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts, Yesterday and Today, and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society6.com slash Kaminsky family podcast. That's society, the number six dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I family podcasts. Yeah. Keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.